welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Yes. I am Alan, and joined by uh, my main man, my main, 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 main <laughs> man, Ski. Hello, friends. Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was looking at me, and I was feeling good. Yeah. I'm wondering what's coming your way, though. I know. I, there's always one good and one bad, so. There's not always one good. <laughs> I know what I'm getting dealt this week. He, he lives in Casa del Stinky, <laughs> and his bike is Stinky's bike, Brent. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I do own a loincloth. <laughs> so today we are going over a s- episode 16, Senor Stinky Learns Absolutely Nothing About Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, ski or Brent? Which one are you doing a recap? Brent's I'm doing the recap. Okay, Brent's yep. doing the recap today. And, yep. um uh, do you guys want to hear a few other intros? Yeah, I had in yes, mind? please. Of course, always. Okay, great. Um, I was going to say, uh, I should have used this one for you, Brent. Mm-hmm. Less a human being and more a fabulously luscious boy toy. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Would you have considered that a good or bad one? That's a good one. That's yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was a, he can take a boring one-sided game of euchre and turn it into a nail biter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I thought about introducing you as uh, I'd like to put him in a hot tub and drink him like soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, uh, we can't watch him 24 hours a day, and that wet t-shirt contest was open to the public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, you guys, anything happening in either of your lives you'd like to yeah. fill us in on? Um, just like to wish everybody a happy Christmas. And a, and a Merry Christmas? And a Merry Christmas, too. Sure. Do, you, do you wish people happy Christmas? I do. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I do. Just be contrarian? It's very English of you. Yeah, and that's, you know, John Lennon's happy Christmas war is over. Mm, okay. So it's just my little my little tribute to John. I'd, Tip rather, of the hat. I'd rather be being contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> Than a Beatlemaniac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, this one is dropping on Christmas Day. So, I, yep. yeah, I agree with you. I hope everybody out there is, uh, anybody who's listening today, I hope you're, Christmas Day is going wonderfully, yeah. and Merry anybody Christmas who's listening later in the week, I hope it went very well. Yeah, like I hope you're enjoying, you know, friends and family, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you just had enough of your racist uncle, and you're like, I'm going for a walk, Yeah, and you're going to listen to us <laughs> while you're trying to clear your head, maybe smoke some Liberty Cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to see if there's a little extra at the end of this podcast so people exactly. know what Liberty Cabbage is. <laughs> I mean, so. you know, without the context, I guess yeah, I should I guess. say. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. But because yeah. it is Christmas, I did bring in uh, Christmas cookies for everybody. Uh, where do you fall, though, if the person listening is that racist uncle? Do you want them to listen or just uh, hang up now? Not hang up. Turn off now and never return. <laughs> if a racist is consuming my product then I'm okay with it as long as they're not consuming it because they feel like we're like-minded. Like, <laughs> then, I, then that would bother me. Oh, <laughs> you think they're hoping to be convinced they were wrong? Those so <laughs> you know, I was all turned around on the subject. <laughs> Racism is bad. I just hope that they're, that they're not looking to me for validation. Gotcha. <laughs> so Those Sophia Choice guys, they're right on yeah. target. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I am. <laughs> I don't want. I'm not going to get into you know details or anything like that. Um, but I was having a convert, you know. And this, I guess I will go ahead and mention that you know it's not my wife or children, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was speaking with somebody in my in my family, and they said something that was just just horrendously, you know, 
stupid and hateful and mm -hmm. and they were totally oblivious of you know being wrong and i started to pursue or you know point out you know the error in their logic and i got halfway through and i was like no nah, this is not going to accomplish anything <laughs> <laughs> so i finished my thought you know and, and then allowed them to say something and then just moved on to like <laughs> mentally well agree to disagree <laughs> i would say like politically speaking across the entire you know country right now and even broader like throughout the world right now uh one of the things that worries me the most is the fact that conversations can't be had because the other side mm -hmm. isn't even open-minded enough to consider that uh -huh. they could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, I've found that a lot lately. I think it all depends on the way you approach things. I think there can still be those conversations, but it obviously it has to be in a, with a person though that you have a certain comfort level. Like I feel like I can have a conversation about some of that with like my dad. He follows mm -hmm. a lot of the kind of ways of thinking that I would consider the wrong ways. Yeah. And I can state my point to him, and I don't know that it changes his mind at all, but it doesn't cause us to have a fight sure, or a yeah. or anything. Well, I'm not saying that's it, as long exclusively as it's not. the way it is. I'm saying that there's a lot of it out there. Though. Yeah, that's for so, sure. I, I guess, <laughs> so I'll go and just give you a little bit more of a story, whatever. But okay. um, so we were talking about, you know, ghetto Walmarts oh, okay. and, you know, different things like that and just thievery and loss prevention or whatever. And this family member said that, and somebody else was going on about how they can't ask to see your receipt when you leave. And, and mm -hmm. they had it aside that, you know, but when I leave Sam's Club, they're allowed because that's part of the bylaws. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking to myself, it's like, okay, so that's part of the social contract that you'll show your receipt there, but not at, you know, and, and they were going on. It's like, so I, I refuse to, and if they want to arrest me, then I'll sue them. It's just stupid stuff. And then, so anyways, so a family member was like, oh, I was at um, Walmart, and I couldn't find what I was looking for, and I walked around the aisle three times, and they thought I was casing the joint, because they asked me what I was trying to steal. Oh. And I was like, what? And they said, yeah, I, I went up and down the aisle three times, because I know they have it, I just couldn't find it. And this Muslim lady comes up to me and asks how she could help me, and I was like, did you tell them what you were looking for? She's like, no, I just left. <laughs> wow. <that's... laughs> so she took from that that they were accusing her of potential yeah. theft? Yes, exactly. Like, none of this Muslim's business what I'm not able to find on these shelves, even though they work here. And <laughs> like she just thought they were loss prevention. I don't know. And and so I, I so I clarified. It's like so. So you walked around three times, and then the employee asked if they could help you, and then you just left. He's like, "Yeah, it's none of my business what I'm shopping for. They're <laughs> none of their business." Right. What and so I was like, "All right, wow, well, that's, that's quite a leap, <laughs> this, is, this is a situation where no good could come from <laughs> following this like train the, of thought." It seems to me like the exact situation <laughs> where employees should be like. May I help you? Right. And that's the thing. And if they wouldn't have, then I'm sure she, they've been mad. It's like, and that Muslim no, wouldn't even help me. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that also tells you a lot of what you need to know, that it's like, I need to also let you know that it was a Muslim lady exactly. that came yes. up. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I believe that person to be a Muslim. And sometimes, yeah. like, I mean, and, they're wearing a hijab But why would it matter at all? Like, it's well, just yeah. an... Uh, a, no, no, I'm saying, like, yeah. and sometimes then, you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. I was like barely paying attention or whatever. 
I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, people be crazy. And then he <laughs> dropped a bit about the muscle, but I was like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Those conversations going in a different direction. Exactly. I need to pay attention so I don't accidentally agree <laughs> with something. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're not even listening. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I didn't want to be enabling something that I was not on board with. Not, yeah. So, anyway. But long story short, I brought in Christmas cookies. <laughs> They look, they look good. I, I won't yeah. eat them on mic here, but they look delicious. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to having yeah. one. Yeah, the kids made them um, earlier and decorated them and stuff like Please that. So pass on our thanks. Yeah, I will. I will. So this person who you spoke to, um, yeah. that you know, the the person who doesn't show a receipt. Yeah, yeah. Were were you in Indiana when you had this conversation, or were yeah. you somewhere? Oh, okay. Yeah. The only reason I ask is because there's another podcast that I listen to, and it's one of my favorite, probably my favorite podcast. Yeah. Um, but they have a person who's on there occasionally. He's not one of the main uh-huh. people, but he was going on a similar rant, uh-huh. uh, like it sounds like your person was, about the um, them not being allowed to check your receipt. Uh-huh. And he's gone so far as to like have a fake receipt printed up that he hands to the person, and then mm-hmm. like on the back it says something like you you know uh-huh. has this manifesto about why they're not allowed <laughs> to ask for his receipt, basically. Yeah. It just um, makes you look crazier, doesn't it? Well, and he says that like that when he goes into these places that have the you know the self checkouts yeah. and that they like have uh-huh. your face on there, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's that's just about facial recognition. It's not about loss prevention. It's like, well, you sound like a nut anyway. <laughs> yeah. that it's not about loss prevention primarily, yeah. and so he like blocks the <laughs> face thing, and he's like, well, and then the, the other people on the podcast are trying to explain to him like, well. So you're giving them every reason to be suspicious of you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not like you're acting in a uh-huh. normal way that normal people act. You're yeah. trying to block the view of your face, uh-huh. and then you're not willing to give a receipt. Well, yeah. moreover, as if freaking Walmart, of all places, doesn't have a thousand cameras elsewhere that have found you many times Oh, over. yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to walk around with a mask on. Right, yeah. Your yeah. face and that is being recognized. also add to the suspicious nature of your yeah. visit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because like I had never heard anybody with that argument about not being allowed to ask for your yeah, receipt until this exactly. podcast I listened to a couple weeks ago, and now yeah. here it is, your family member. I'm like, oh my gosh, Brent's related to get him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, and and it's one of those things that you know the person like yeah, I don't I don't show my receipt, and I was thinking to myself, it's like. Well, you know, you're you're an older white guy, so if you're anything like me, they never ask for your receipt. Right. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that every once in a while, like, you know, you have, like, the greeter who asks for everybody's receipt, mm. and then I get stopped. But if it's as far as, like, they're just, like, randomly checking people, nobody ever asks for my receipt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that is just, I uh, chalk it up to white privilege or something. But, yeah, just... Yeah, I had a thought the other day, and I don't know, you guys tell me, if this is a... If this is a racist thought on my part or a woke thought on my part, okay? Just to say racist. Maybe. Just just to be argumentative. I I figured you'd just say racist so you'd feel like we were on the same page. (laughs) So he doesn't feel like he's alone. (laughs) But uh, I was in Walmart the other day, and it was was kind of late, but I feel like it was particularly busy during the time (laughs) I was there. (laughs) And it was a very um, diverse group of clientele that were in there that time. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, like... I could probably just walk out of here with a cart full of things and no one's even going to say anything to me because they're going to be too busy worried about what every mm-hmm. person who looks different yeah. than me has in their cart. And I was thinking, yeah. is that racist that I look at that and notice it? Or is it woke of me that I look at it and realize that yeah. that is the... I think you're acknowledging your privilege. Okay, you okay. Know? good. So I'm not bad then for so, realizing no, not at all. that. 
I mean, so race is a crazy subject anyway. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so worried about how the rest of this sentence is going to go. Acknowledging truths, right? What's that? Like, <laughs> acknowledging yeah. basic truth, like facts. Okay. Sure. Now, you guys de- are. Who's determined I, this is a quote unquote basic truth? Like, I just am so afraid my, of what his basic my, truths are going to be. Uh, Crime statistics say. Uh, <laughs> Part of me is like, should I stop now? And then the other half is like. I mean, you should try to fill in your own narrative. I'll say that because the narrative we've left for you is not the one you want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying, like. So people have different nationalities and different ethnicities, right? Yes. That is a thing. Mm -hmm. If you simply view that with your eyes, that is the truth. Yes. So the fact that, you know, as I think mostly, like you said, woke people, Mm -hmm. we acknowledge the fact that it is very unfortunate that those basic truths are exploited or taken advantage of, or or, uh, in many cases, like you said, um, um, Discriminated against. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, on one hand, it is just a fact that you may be white and someone else may be brown, mm-hmm. but, and you notice it, okay, fine, who cares? The, the sad thing is that some people care. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad that it went that direction. Yes. <laughs> it could have gone any... It's funny. You guys are like... <laughs> I know. It really... I would have been shocked in all truthfulness if it went the other direction. <laughs> like, occasionally Ski will say these things where I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're on the right side of history with <laughs> the fact that you're, you know, Ski kind of rages against the woke in a little bit, you know, of his thinking. I think sometimes it goes too far. Yeah. I think there's, I think sometimes uh, wokeism in general goes so far beyond what they, what, I don't know, I think sometimes they work against themselves. Or not they, but like like the concept. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't sure who they was. So I got a little nervous. Um, <laughs> but no, th- that's the thing. It's like I don't. I'll go ahead. Go for it. I guess. <clears throat> I guess the one thing I would point out is. I don't know that it's necessarily your place to say, what somebody should or should not be upset by. Okay. You know, well, it's one of those things that right or wrong, if somebody says, you know, that that really upsets me and here's why, then I think it's sort of like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry and I'll not do that to you. Or, well, you know, I would whatever. also acknowledge that sometimes mm-hmm. everybody has the right to be upset. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that everyone else has to change because you're upset for something. Yeah, like if it upsets you that Ski makes a homophobic joke, that's kind of your problem. <laughs> you have every right to be upset by that, <laughs> but he should lose none of his current privilege because of that joke. Yeah, the... <laughs> I guess horrible. I guess what I'm people saying. People out there is, hate me. You know that. You know, oh, I doubt if, it. I think people see who you really are. Yeah, which is good. If, if you're interacting with somebody and they're like, "Hey, you know." <laughs> so, chill it with this, you know, or, or lay off that or something like that. You know, you can, you can choose to, you know, respect their wishes or you can choose to like double down or whatever. (laughs) And I just think part of the social contract is like, okay, you know, they don't like that. So I'll, you know, do something different. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) Nobody's asking you to necessarily change what you inherently believe or your core beliefs or whatever. They're just asking you not to use certain words or (laughs) refer to people in certain ways. And I think that's okay. So would you say, I, my guess is that where Ski comes down on this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, please, but is that it's sort of one of those things where it's like, if I make a comment that 
or not I, let's say someone in the public eye really more. Um, okay. I mean, not that we're not really in the public eye with all of our I know, we're but, very rich and <laughs> yeah. very successful with this. One of us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Management here, here. over here. <laughs> but, um. The poor man's Jim Ursay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't want people to know, though, because I want, don't want to get profiled. Exactly. Um, right. <laughs> you might but, be able to go to Carmel, yeah. buy yourself a new charcuterie board. <laughs> 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 a new caviar spoon. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> um, oh, one last thing. Yeah. So I heard like uh, something about like people are so rich, there are gravy boats or gravy yachts. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's a solid ad. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I was going to say that my guess is that Ski would be the type of person, at, at least he, at the very least, he would have had this thought that like if a person, a celebrity, makes a comment that upsets you know, the, the more left-leaning among mm-hmm. us, that they should not have their uh, career... Signif- upended. Yeah, upended because of that. And I I can... I feel like people should have more opportunity at redemption. Okay. I'll say that. I think I think if someone comes out and apologizes for a statement, uh-huh. then it should just be taken. Uh-huh. That apology should be taken and, and whatever yeah. mistaken thing they said, you can... I think that there should be a little more chalked up to like... Okay, I was thinking in the old way. I realize it now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. We move on. Then, if you make a second or a third, you know, whatever exactly. blunder, then you should start getting more of the consequences. Sometimes people get a pretty bad consequence after one slip up, mm-hmm. but a lot of those people, you know, don't come out really hardcore and apologize for it. Yeah. They kind of have the the mindset of like, well, it's a joke. It wasn't serious. I'm, yeah. you know, not anti whatever. I was just making a joke. And, and that's where I think where you say, Brent, that I agree with more, where it's like, yeah, even though you didn't say that with the intention of hate behind it, mm-hmm. it upset a group of people. You should acknowledge that and not make that mistake again. Yeah. And then you shouldn't have severe consequences, I think, under those circumstances for a first offense. Yeah. So would you say that that's about where you fall? I would say I have a story, if you want to hear it, sure. that yeah. encapsulates, I think, my stance. Okay. Okay. Right? My perspective, at least. Sure. And this was the first time people tried to cancel you? That, not the first, <laughs> no. I just, I'm This glad. is way in the teens. <laughs> I'm just glad that finally this middle-aged white man can give his opinion. That's exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's my time. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's time it's, for my voice to be heard. Exactly. That's why the good Lord gave us podcasts. That's right. exactly right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I think it was several years back, and it only stuck with me, I think it was Hillary Duff, right? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going somewhere with this. So it's Hillary Duff and her boyfriend, whoever it was at the time, her husband, I don't give a crap. Okay. Chad Michael Murray? I have no idea. I have some, some other white guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, they dressed up for Halloween, mm-hmm. right? She wore like an Indian costume. It wasn't like a Halloween slutty Indian, right? Okay. It was a, a Native, Native American costume. Native Amer- it was okay. fairly respectful looking, like it was kind of authentic, right? Sure. And he wore a pilgrim outfit. Okay. For Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so there was some huge outcry that she was wearing this as appropriation, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you could obviously say the same thing about him, say, oh, he's appropriating the pilgrims too, mm-hmm. right? But... None of the people that you know were really raging against us were Native American. It was all from the the far left side saying, "Oh, she, how dare she do that?" I mean, at some point, I think it becomes ridiculous. You start creating more of a problem, I think, mm-hmm. and creating more hatred on you know, especially on the far right side where they're already pissed off about any of that. 
I think you become almost counterculture to your to your own uh, um, goals by overreacting to small, stupid stuff like that, right? Like if she had gone out and been wearing something really inappropriate mm-hmm. as far as like, or or said things you know publicly that were derogatory against Native Americans, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean cancel that away. That's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But there was no mal intent on that. Yeah. You're just like, hey, that's a cute outfit. <laughs> Let's do that. We're a yeah. couple. Outfit, right? Yeah, and yeah. I thought it was ridiculous that they yeah. got so much slack for that, and then she had to come out and publicly apologize. And I was like, you know what? I think that's that's too far for me. Mm-hmm. That seems ridiculous on yeah. my end. I so everything I know about this, ninety eight percent of what I know about this, I learned just now from you <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so I'm not sure that you know I should be forming an opinion or right or wrong. Okay, go for it. I'm I'm interested. So yeah. You know, doesn't sound like they they should have you know canceled her or whatever. As far and as I'm sure she's doing fine now, in all honesty. But like, yeah, that it felt How I like Met Your Father time, show was good. Say what? That How I Met Your Father show was good. Oh yeah, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, so. So. so she's not. She's clearly not like yeah, on the on. street with a little can saying yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess what I would have a problem with is the husband who was dressed like the pilgrim for Halloween. Uh-huh. And I guess I guess I'm okay with that aspect of it. My problem would be is like the trick or treaters who come around. He was giving them smallpox blankets. <laughs> I think that was wrong, and I do not support that. <laughs> Listen, I think that should be set for authenticity, Brent. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that you're fine with doing things half-assed. <laughs> But I said they're authentic. You <laughs> did. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would. I will say I think it's it's there is a little bit of an awkward gray area when it comes to speaking on somebody else's behalf. Like yeah. on the one hand, I agree with what Brent says that you don't really get to say if someone should be offended by something that has nothing to do with you, your history, your family's history, whatever. Mm-hmm. On the same token, I don't necessarily know that somebody should speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough because I mean, would you say that they should? Because people not speaking up is also a problem too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's a fine line. It's a, it's a challenging so thing to pick. What I would argue, though, to, towards at least this case, is since there were no, and then there may well have been smaller groups that were upset that were Native American based, right? Mm-hmm. Or even pilgrim-based, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're a pilgrim-based part of the community, <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, I don't know exactly your family history, but you're certainly more pilgrim-based than Native American-based. So. Well, I'm saying like, uh, oh, I forgot where I was going with that now. There may be some people in the Native American community who are upset, small pockets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> small pockets. <laughs> I said small pockets. <laughs> but. but no, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all I was getting at is um, it felt like other people were being offended for others. Mm-hmm. Just and to have a reason to be upset? Almost, yeah. I, I think that's where the, mm-hmm. the whole uh, crux of it falls apart is because it becomes mm-hmm. like an absurd caricature of itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so Golden Girls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you if you guys wanted some listener interactions, but we've gone for a while. So, okay, yeah. Um, let's save them for next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold on to them. Merry so, Christmas to all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and to all a good night. Oh, wait. There's still a podcast. 
There yeah. is. Um, They're like, I, I chimed into this for freaking up, uplifting happiness. I'll <laughs> cut it all. I'll, I'll cut all the parts that make you look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there are any of those, but. Yeah. Um, all right, so Golden Girls, Season 8, Episode 16. Uh, senior Stinky learns absolutely nothing about Can life. Can you say, say Diaz y Seis? What, what? Diaz y Seis. Diaz y Seis. I can. <laughs> Take two. Golden Girls, <laughs> Season 8, <laughs> Episode Diaz y Seis. Uh, did I say it right? Diaz y Seis. It's just 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Take three. Golden Girls, Season 8, Episode 10 and 6. Did you go with Season Ocho? <laughs> season Ocho Dos. <laughs> ocho times two. Oh. <clears throat> ocho Ocho is the eight, right? Yeah, so yeah. Season Ocho. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Golden Girls Season Ocho Episode Diez Cies. Diez Cies. Diez Let's move on. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We've done that the was... joke. It's beaten into the ground. <laughs> Golden Girls Season Ocho Episode Cancenera. <laughs> oh, wait, that was last week. <laughs> yeah. Cancenera. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Senior Stinky Learns Absolutely Nothing About Life. Which I think is actually a Maya Angelou book. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> did, she, did she read from that at uh, she did. Bill Clinton's at, inauguration or something? Exactly. <laughs> it's oh. not the book. It was just a passage from one of her uh, poetry. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's like really loves the poetry. <laughs> All right, so this episode was directed by Peter Bate, and I think it displays the commitment of quality that he'd later bring to According to Jim. Uh, this episode originally aired on February 5th, which is the 36th day of the year. And I suppose that makes February 5th the poor man's February 6th. Uh, If you're listening to this episode in the weeks prior to February 5th, and you've got a few extra birthday cards lying around, feel free to send one to any of the following birthday boys. Uh, We got William S. Burroughs, the pride of St. Louis, Missouri. He was born in 1914. Uh, Ken Adam, who did the production design for the James Bond films of the 60s and 70s, was born in 1921. Hal Blaine, one of the five greatest drummers that rock will ever know, was born in 1929. Who did he drum for? Let's see, he played drums on 150 top 10 singles. Wow. And 39 number one hits. That's that is pretty, pretty incredible. incredible. Yep. A partial list of these include Mr. Tambourine Man, I Got You Babe, Monday Monday, Good Vibrations, Cracklin' Rosie, and Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Uh, fun fact, Hal Blaine played on six consecutive Grammy Record of the Year winners. Wow. Uh, these included 1966's A Taste of Honey, 1967's Strangers in the Night, 1968's Up, Up, and Away, 1969's Mrs. Robinson, 1970's Aquarius Let the Sunshine In, and 1971's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, wow. Those yeah. are all very recognizable yeah. names. So, happy birthday, Hal. Yeah, indeed. Yep. Uh, Hammer and Hank Aaron, who preferred to be called Henry by his friends, was born in 1934. At the time of his retirement, he held most of baseball's best records. He broke the long-standing MLB record for career home runs held by Babe Ruth and remained the career leader for 33 years. He hit 24 or more home runs every year from 1955 through 1973 and is one of only two players to hit 30 or more home runs in a season at least 15 times. Wow. He holds records for most career RBIs, uh, 2,297, extra base hits, uh, 1,477, and total bases, 6,856. He still holds all those records? Yes. Wow. 
Yep. That's crazy. He's third all-time for career hits, 3,771, and fifth in runs scored, 2,174, and is one of only four players to have at least 17 seasons with 150 or more hits. And even after subtracting his home runs, he still has over 3,000 hits. He was an all-star for 21 seasons and holds the record for most all-star selections, 25, while sharing the record for most all-star games played, 24, with Willie Mays and Stan Musial. He was a three-time Golden Glove winner, and in 1957, he won the National League Most Valuable Player MVP award when the Milwaukee Braves won the World Series. So on January 5th, 2021, he publicly received a COVID-19 vaccination at the Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia, and he did so to demonstrate the vaccine safety and to encourage other Americans to do the same. He died two weeks later. Um, the death read, you know, certificate read natural causes, but wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to wonder. I, have to wonder. <laughs> I saw that going somewhere. And I yeah. Was like, because, like, the whole time I just kept waiting to chime in, like, Hammer and Henry indeed, but then it just kept going and going, and as it kept going, I was like, there's an ulterior motive. <laughs> there's a joke. There's a punchline here. I don't think Brent gives that much of a shit about any professional athlete outside of Larry Bird. So. <laughs> I'll do a deep dive on baseball when it's appropriate. Uh, so Nolan Bushnell, who founded Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, was born in 1943. Atari and Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, yeah. Huh. He needed a place to plug in those video games. Oh, so that's, a, that's an interesting combo. Yeah. They do go together, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, They're peas and carrots. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like Senior Stinky and <laughs> his bike. Yeah. Um, Al Cooper, who's played with Bob Dylan, The Who, The Rolling Stones, and Jimi Hendrix, was born in 1944. Uh, Michael Sheen, uh, the poor man's David Tennant, was born in 1969. And finally, a very special Sophia's Choice uh, happy birthday to Adnan Januzas, Billy Sharp, Carlos Tevez, Carlos Villanueva, Cesar Maldini, Cristiano Ronaldo, Dusan Haran, Francisco Varallo, Harald Tusha, Jorge uh, Hagi, Giovanni Van Brockhurst, Gustavo Benitez, John Aloisi, Jordan Rhodes, Laura Del Rio, Lucas Ventra, Mickey Hazard, Nabil Buhui, Neymar da Silva Santos Jr., Patrick Roberts, Patsy Hendren, Kike Sanchez Flores, Rafael Punte, Rodrigo Palacio, Savas Cafitas, Stefan de Vril, Stini Blackstinas, Sven Goran Eriksson, and Vidran Carluca. For my money, those are the 29 best soccer players to have been born on February 5th. <laughs> I, was, I was like, at first I thought maybe they were listeners. Like you pulled off, <laughs> like, you pulled off like a list from somewhere. Like what kind of fucking deep state do you think Brent is running? No, like if there was some kind of like, like if people like stuff on online, you can see their name, right? But I mean, in some cases, you can see a username, but bro, that'd be part of the fucking FBI or something well, to be able to pull that kind of information. I think it's sweet you think we have 29 listeners. <laughs> that are all that diverse. All born on the same day. Yeah. Well, it kept going, it kept going. But I could see, like, birthdays being shared is not uncommon. Right? Like, there's only 365 days in the year. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and if there's, there's not 365 <laughs> listeners in a yeah. week. Uh, 365 times 29 is yeah. not our listenership. <laughs> you guys probably would be seeing some money if, if that was the case. Well, after like six, I was like, no, nope, yeah. we can go somewhere else with this. 
if Brent knew the birthday of one of our listeners, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I, I literally don't even know your guys' birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if he was like, oh, this is Jennifer's birthday, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, like that's, you know, yeah. I could see him for some reason knowing <laughs> one or two of our listeners' birthdays, yeah. but yeah, 29, <laughs> all 29 that he's that have never been mentioned on the podcast <laughs> either. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, you say that, but think about it, that is something he would totally do. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mario. <laughs> Hopefully it's February 5th. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brent's a libertarian. He would not go digging for people's personal information. <laughs> I don't think he believes in that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. You know, Brent's always afraid that when uh, he sees the world, the world sees him. So <laughs> that is exactly. true, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's not what the dude should do. Just go to a real cashier. Don't go to the self-checkout so he yeah. doesn't have to worry about cameras. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Unless he's, you know... Go to the cashier and then wait for the parking lot after her shift and yeah. <laughs> beat her senseless. Yeah. Like, you, you never saw, no saw me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, so the episode starts with uh, Blanche working the counter and Rose vacuuming the lobby. Uh, Blanche gets a distressing letter from their neighbors, uh, the Mecca Hotel. Apparently, they're being sued. Rose gets upset and says they cannot watch Sophia 24 hours a day. Uh, this begs the question, if Sophia needs to be watched 24 hours per day and the Goldens cannot handle it, perhaps it's time to investigate Shady Pines. <laughs> you know, responsible ownership of the elderly requires constant vigil, people. <laughs> uh, the owner of the Mecca Hotel claims that a portion of the Golden Palace parking lot is on his property. Now, because this seems like an easy thing to prove and because the previous owners are demonstrably shady, I'm taking him at his word. Uh, Blanche decides to meet with the competition and see what they can work out. Before that can occur, though, Roland, Chewie, and the oft-forgotten pool boy Brad show up in the lobby. Uh, they just defeated a rival hotel in volleyball, and Roland feels like gloating. Don Cheadle is a built like a man who could play volleyball. Brad, however, is built like a young Brian Dennehy, and I'm skeptical <laughs> about how good he actually is. Uh, Blanche sees the barrel-chested, barefooted Brad, and she cannot control herself. She chases him around the lobby before he finally escapes into the safety of early 90s Miami. Uh, Roland, tell exactly. uh, Roland tells Blanche that she needs to knock that shit off, that she's genuinely scaring Brad. Uh, Blanche tells Roland that it's all harmless fun and that if she really wanted to scare Brad, she'd further her adult education and take his psychology class. <laughs> uh, Ro- <laughs> uh, I didn't think a lot of that scene mm-hmm. was like something you could pull straight from mm-hmm. a sexual harassment training video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So Rose comments that Chewie has been awfully quiet, and he explains to her that despite sucking at volleyball, Roland refuses to let him play. Roland acknowledges that Chewie sucks almost as much as the attachments Blanche has for her back massager. <laughs> so, anything else to add for the opening bit there? I, I think you covered it pretty well. I have a few little lines that I had noted yeah. uh, while we were there, but um, I'm not sure where at in the story these were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know these are early on, but... Yeah. I think during that first scene, but I know there was one. Don't come back until you're wear, until you're wearing underwear. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who that was said to. Now um, uh, that was later. Okay, so yeah, it was the bank manager, like talking oh, to right. about her meeting with him. Okay, mm-hmm. so now it makes sense to me. So mm-hmm. no, I think you you well covered that opening scene. Okay, agreed. All right, cool. All right, well, now go ahead and move on to a brand new feature. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going to go ahead and debut a brand new feature, and we're calling it Impromptu Talent Show. Ah. 
I thought we'd just go around a room alphabetically by last name, okay. and we could each demonstrate a talent that we have. You could sing or do an impression or whatever other talent you've not had a chance to display on this podcast. Alan, since your last name starts with B, you'll go first, and then Ski will go second because K follows B. And I guess that means I'll go last since my name starts with W. Hmm. Alan? Are you sure you want to give away that kind of information? Eh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> they always know all of our birthdays. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And if they didn't, I'm sure they would look it up online through their, you know, sophisticated right. software. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Walmart's got all of our faces already. Mm -hmm. And if you go through, um, you know, like I do like a This Day in History, uh -huh. the third item that I list each time I do one of those, if you string those together, you get my social security number. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> I, I think you're a brilliant man, but <laughs> even that level of uh, planning ahead... <laughs> Would almost worry me. Uh, don't underestimate what I'll do for a bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> had Brent's life gone a different way, the long con would have definitely been something that he would have been great at. <laughs> he is a patient man, if nothing else. <laughs> so, well, I am not on board, just to so you know, uh -huh. with this idea of an impromptu talent contest. <laughs> Sing or do an impression, or is nothing you want to show off that you can do? Sure, I will um, recite the alphabet Yay. really quickly. Okay, yeah. Um, I think like I can normal say, or is that burp? Was it? No, it'll be normal. It'll <laughs> okay. be normal. It'll just be really fast. Yeah, all okay. right, let's hear it. So, all right, you ready? Yeah. A, B, C, D, F, G, H, L, M, N, P, Q, R, C, V, W, X, Y, Z. Nice. So there you go. Very nice. I think I did that in probably about four seconds. Oh, yeah, probably less. Yeah, so yeah. there, that's, a, that's my impromptu talent uh, nice. that yeah. could be displayed audibly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't show people a picture of my package. Otherwise, mm -hmm. this would be a whole different ball mm -hmm. game. Yeah, I'm talking about the package that I received the other day in the mail. Of course, mm -hmm. yeah, it has your address on it. Yeah, you don't want to show that. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> really good at opening a package. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, Ski, it's your turn. So, as you may or may not remember, I had my jaw broken when I was uh, early 20s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've probably even shown you guys both this, but uh -huh. I can talk with my mouth closed entirely. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, my, my lips still move, but I can uh -huh. usually talk pretty legibly uh -huh. without moving my jaws at all. Oh, very nice. And okay. if you can't see this on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you do sound angry, though. You <laughs> do. That there is well, <laughs> I can sound more normal, but mm -hmm. I want to try to enunciate better. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, very nice. Nice. All right. So The, the enunciation sounds angry, Alan. <laughs> I thought Ski would sing. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm I thought you'd do an impression. Yeah. I We're... thought we were going to go around twice at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save some for the backup. For the... <laughs> now, feel free to shoot your load now. Let's see all your talents. Uh, That'll make this you... one of your special features. <laughs> I can talk like John John Binks. Okay. Do you like that? I am just... I was afraid to be another minority than a Gungan, so I'm glad <laughs> that's what mm -hmm. you want with. Exactly. <laughs> I love... Um, Big Ski has like two great impressions. He's got his Jar Jar and his Borat. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both equally relevant. <laughs> I used to be able to do uh, Bill Clinton, too. Oh, yeah, Bill know. Clinton is pretty good. Yeah, Let's give it a yeah. shot. Well, I guess we'll see if I can do it again. Yeah. I don't know. Does it sound good to you guys? It does. It's very good. Yeah, it's man. way oh. better than any impression I can do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at impersonating someone who gives a shit. Oh, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hours a day, five days a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Anyway, so Brent, what is your talent? Let's see. I don't know. Let me think. 
<laughs> if only he had some free, <laughs> some warning. Exactly. It's all so sudden. Well, maybe what I got here in my pockets, maybe I got something here that'll come in handy or whatever. I got car keys. I got, what's, what, what's this? Oh, a kazoo? Why? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just play this thing and see. Well, well I mean, it's just so fortunate that it happened to be exactly, there. Exactly. I'm really glad I wore my kazoo jacket this week. You're right. <laughs> That's right. Can you talk with it? I don't know, smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have taken lessons. <laughs> right. <laughs> you mean refresher lessons, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So. I'm trying not to blow out the microphone. Yeah, that's why I'm pulling, pulling the headphones <laughs> off my ears a bit, because I don't know how it's going to go. If you're listening in headphones at home, watch your ears. Yeah. Hopefully Alan can modulate yeah, this or something. down a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> if necessary. So let's see here. Uh, all right. I know I think what I'll do here. All right. <laughs> Very nice. Skeeter's look on his face like, did you not realize what he was playing? Thank you for being fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Skeeter just had this real confused look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look almost like I thought he'd be better than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is really his talent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was either a nice job, Brent. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think we have a clear winner. So yeah. should we stop using the piano opening now and start using? Brent? Yeah, no, <laughs> we got at least a few episodes left. Right. We got to stick with what brought us here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to blow up now. Exactly. <laughs> right near the end. Kazoo band is what we'll form. That'll be yeah. That's I think we see our continuation of the podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that. now. It's, it's been made obvious yeah. to us. Name that tune on kazoo. Yeah, yeah. So. I think we might need to change your name though to a uh, Brent New Segment W. <laughs> <laughs> people should there should be a drinking game for your recaps mm-hmm. where people take a shot every time you introduce a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert, so we've got three new segments this week. Yeah. That was one of them. <laughs> Just because, you know, we're running out of time and I've got a whole laundry list of ones that I never got to. Right. <laughs> so. I am very happy that you have a list. <laughs> so. You hold on to a few because you can really pad out some of those uh, episodes where we're, like, doing the, uh, like, bracketing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Brent, I know Ski said he's glad you have a list, but... um do you have a crumb list, and is there anybody who's the top of your crumb yeah. list, the bottom of your crumb list, and every crumb in between? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My favorite Brady Bunch line yeah. of all time. That bum knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. So the second scene's in the kitchen. Uh, Chewie asks Roland when he should arrive at volleyball practice, and Sophia gets a chuckle out of this. Uh, she tells Chewie that he stinks. It's her first line of the episode and brought 25% of her total lines this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche returns from her latest business meeting. Uh, she's upset because she made a pass at the bank manager and he didn't reciprocate. I'll tell you what, uh, she's made when bank managers don't. Re- she's mad when bank managers don't reciprocate, and she's mad when college professors do. There's no pleasing this woman. <laughs> uh, Rose. Ex- well, we found out in the recent episode there is pleasing her at least once, even if it's like well beyond what we thought. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rose explains to Blanche that uh, she sexually harassed that bank manager. Uh, Blanche is nonplussed. She views that as a victimless crime. Rose explains to Blanche that things have changed since they bought the hotel. Sexual harassment isn't ignored the way it was seven months prior. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rose offers Brad as an example. <clears throat> Blanche doesn't think that he feels that way, and Roland confesses that Brad's afraid that he'll have to sleep with Blanche to keep his job. To be fair, that's what dishwasher Nick DiCarlo had to do back in episode 9. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Blanche announces that she's turning over a new leaf. Uh, she heads out to prepare for her meeting with the Mecca Hotel people. Uh, we transition to the Golden Palace's backyard volleyball courts. Uh, presumably they installed this over top of the firewalk they'd installed for the self-help seminar. Mm -hmm. uh, a sand right there, right? Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I guess so. Uh, Roland and Brad are uh, going full Maverick and Goose over a couple of bargain <laughs> basement Val Kilmers. Uh, Roland says that there's no way they can lose, but even a sure thing isn't immune to Chewy Castillo's talent. Uh, between his volleyball and his marriages and his childhood, they're really making Chewy into the Gil Gunderson of Miami-Dade County. Yeah, it really is. True enough. <laughs> uh, Roland acquiesces and allows Chewy and Rose to take a set. Uh, they start to stink up the stand worse than a cat with diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roland calls timeout, removes him from the game, and then allows Brad to take the game-winning serve. Chewy starts to mope and complain about the fact that Roland won't let him suck even longer. And we transition back inside the Golan Palace, and we see a studious Blanche preparing for her meeting with the local gentry. Uh, she announces that she's changed, and going forward, uh, she's going to be taken a serious, taken for a serious businesswoman. Right on time, local businessman Lawrence Gentry shows up looking to do some business. Uh, Blanche tells him she needs to change, and she heads upstairs with Rose and Sophia. Okay, well, I'm going to confess a little bit of ignorance here, um, but because uh, I know that the the sign the um, Song lyric of ask local gentry. Mm -hmm. They will say it's elementary. What is a local gentry? Uh, it's just um, like a respectable man. Oh, okay. You know, uh, somebody who's like a pillar of the community. Okay, very nice. Do you feel like he would qualify as a pillar of the community? I guess so. The I mean, owner that. I mean, I don't know. He seems like a Lothario to me. But yeah, I mean, he's a responsible business owner. That's you true. Know? Yeah. He owns a hotel and the you know expensive to own one, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, technically, his name's you know Lawrence Gentry. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he meets the definition of local gentry. Yeah, that does sound. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Know. I forgot about that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the impetus for that line. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily his respectability. <laughs> Fair enough. That's an mm -hmm. excellent um, poll then. Yeah. So, anything that about any of those things? Um, I always thought Gentry was actually kind of like a, like a basically a, a group of like people who kind of decide the standards. Oh, like for the, something like the town fathers or something. Of sorts, yeah. Okay, like the moral majority type thing. Basically, or or some kind of deciding fact, like like hmm. a group that was uh, in charge of making decisions, or yeah. like a council. Yeah. I think there probably is some overlap between the gentry and the people who decide the mores of a community, but I don't know that you necessarily have to be. I mean, I think Ski knows because he considers himself part of the upper or ruling class. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He um, he rules his HOA by fiat. <laughs> a, a class whose members are entitled to wear a coat of arms, though not of noble rank. Hmm. So, uh, especially wealthy amp, uh, landowners uh, having such status. Mm, yeah. He's all about the rights of landowners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he feels it's one of the founding principles of this great country of ours. Oh, you want to hear uh, kind of a funny side yeah, note? Yeah, absolutely. 
raging against the uh, the powers that be. Yeah. Um, you guys know who Jim Cramer is? Yeah, yeah, the bald guy. He like bings, rings a bell and stuff. Yeah, whatever yeah. stocks he's are. Like money, yeah. money, mad yeah. money or something, yeah. right? Bears and bulls. And I guess it. he um, recently made a comment on uh, when either he was being interviewed or it was his show or something. Um, but uh, they were talking about how uh, uh, essentially they're discussing the labor dispute between large automakers and the uh, workers, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh, I guess support, like mm-hmm. broadly, like. Uh, was in the favor of the worker versus the automaker groups, and he was surprised by this somehow. Like he's like, really? I just thought someone, you know, people would say, I lo- I've got one an F one fifty, and I really love it, and thought that they would stand behind, you know, Ford and Chrysler and stuff over the people who are actually the blue collar workers doing the work. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I mean, I I think that seems very blind to yeah. obviousness. Mm-hmm. I- I do think it's the public voice of everybody and the private thoughts of people, I think, still are sometimes at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I would say that, on the one hand, I think all of us support the idea of people being paid better, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting a better cost of living, you know, whatever, yeah. like being able to support their family better and all that kind of stuff. On the other hand, mm-hmm. everybody feels that way until they go to buy their new Chrysler mm-hmm. and it costs right. $5,000 more than yeah, it yeah. did the year prior because yeah. of that. So it is it is kind of... Well, so, the disconnect becomes in the power struggle between the upper class and the lower class because the, the, the cars don't have to be more expensive because the people who are making more just made less more. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I kind of have this discussion with my sister some because she's very much, and I, I support like higher minimum wages and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. The unfortunate thing is that as much as I support all that kind of stuff and more equality. You know, you know the reality of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like the real effort needs to be put towards taxing the people who are the richest most so that it can subsidize the mm-hmm. people who are you know, in the middle on down, or especially gives, on the get lower end. Get rid of some end. of those um, loopholes that give them exactly. so many tax breaks. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it, it's become because all that happens with a lot of that stuff is it just ends up that everything's more expensive for everybody. Um, but mm-hmm. so the people who are on the bottom still end up on the bottom because it's just everything else has to go up yeah. in order to. Well, I think yeah. that's actually a great like parlay into like a discussion you and I once had, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, you kind of opened my eyes to it because. Um, I mean, once upon a time, I was a big proponent of like the, the, the called the fair tax, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then if, for people who don't know what it is out there, it's, it means that everybody pays the same taxes in sales tax, right? Right. But they don't pay income tax, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you kind of pointed out the fact that, well, that sounds good at, on the outside of it, but like it becomes much more restricted to people who are on the lower end of the, the spectrum because, you know... Um, Everybody buys the same types of things. Obviously, richer people may buy more extravagant items, mm-hmm. and those may have higher taxes. But for people who are just buying, you know, a loaf of bread and milk, if they're may- paying way, way more in taxes for that, it becomes much more. Uh, I forget the word you use, but it was really like perfect word for it. Um, like an effective, you know, the amount of your income that you're paying effectively is much higher for the yes, person yes. on the lower end than the people on the top end. Yeah, it, it restrictive, I guess, is a, a decent term. But uh, um, uh, if I think of the word, I'll tell you. But it was just really good. It probably pointed out to me, like, hey, yeah, it, it may sound good on the outset. <laughs> yeah. But uh, overall, it's it's much more you know damaging to the people who are making less. Right, yeah, because, I mean, people who are on the bottom rung, 
they're putting out 100% of their money towards everything they need. They're living paycheck to paycheck, where even though the one percenter might be spending 10 times as much, they're making, you know, they Mm -hmm. still are not spending nearly all of their income. They're putting a lot of it away Mm -hmm. and aside. So, yeah, yeah, it ends up being a situation where the lower person has a much higher effective tax rate than the upper person. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still a regressive tax. Yeah. Um, But, you know... my thing is, okay, whenever you see somebody who is, you know, on the bottom rung mm-hmm. or whatever, I always tell them to look on the bright side and that at least they're not being targeted by caramel cops. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the caramel cops, so certainly. They're only looking for the billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jim Murphy. He should move down here to Greenwood. We love our billionaires down here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Invite him to the block party. Yeah. <laughs> you said keep on look on the sunny side. If we uh, loop around again with the uh, the talent show, I came mm-hmm. up with a, a song to sing oh. that probably wouldn't be copyrighted. Okay. okay. <laughs> How would you feel if uh you know Jim Mercedes does move into your neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever, and you know. Come Halloween, he just gives out the little fun size candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the fun size; it's like the little. Like, tiny, oh yeah, the little micro one ones. per person. <laughs> I like to think it's like the mints that he got from a local restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, whole bunch of handfuls over time, so they're yeah. even mixed and matched. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd be like, well, I guess he got rich somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't by giving out full size bars. Exactly. It wasn't from the Colts winning too many championships yeah. either. A couple of years ago, Gwen sat down at the, I think I've told you, our driveway, because of the way our house is situated, we have a long driveway because yeah. it's in between two other properties. Yeah. And so no one ever comes to our door for mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. Because they don't even know that there's a house back here. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because even though we're like, it's not like we have some estate, like our house just happens to be the way that people who bought it originally, mm-hmm. it's like they bought this strip of land for a driveway and then the chunk where the house sits is mm-hmm. behind these yeah. other houses. But anyways, um, but we've had a couple years now in a row where we'll sit at the end of the driveway and mm-hmm. give out candy to trick-or-treaters. Yeah. And Gwen, like I took the boys around and Gwen was there giving out candy and she was giving out one piece per person. I'm like, we're going to get like uh-huh. 12, 15 trick-or-treaters. You can be a lot more generous yeah. than <laughs> one piece uh-huh. <laughs> per person. You've got a giant bucket. Now we're just having, mm-hmm. number one, we look like assholes. <laughs> exactly. and, and we just have all this extra candy now exactly, to take back yeah. home. So she's like, well, eventually I started giving out two pieces. I was yeah, like, oh, exactly. wow. We bought a bag of 108 candy bars, and we're going to end up with 96. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, ready for the next act? Yeah, Dean, yeah. It's actually a new feature. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> All right. Um, it's our deep dive into Ricardo Montalban's Khan Nunyan Singh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... This week, since we've got Star Trek royalty on the show, I thought we'd take a deep dive into one of the greatest villains pop culture has ever provided us. Khan Noonien Singh, as played by this week's guest star Ricardo Montalban, debuted on February 16th, 1967 in Space Seed, the 22nd episode of Star Trek's first season. Uh, Khan is a genetically engineered superhuman, uh, bred to be free of the usual human and mental and physical limitations, who was removed from power after the eugenics wars of the 1990s. Khan was the Mm. most successful conqueror that Earth had ever known. He ruled more than a quarter of the Earth from Asia to the Middle East between the years 1992 and 1996. Most of Khan's genetically engineered peers were either killed or sentenced to death, but Khan, along with his crew, escaped Earth aboard the SS Botany Bay. They remained aboard the Botany Bay, cryogenically frozen, until he's awakened by the Starship Enterprise in 2267. 
And then Khan used his charms to woo Marla, the ship's historian, and then he used the information she provided him to take over the Enterprise. Obviously, you don't steal the U.S. Enterprise for Captain James T. Kirk, and so Khan was soon outmaneuvered and sentenced to exile on Seta Alfi 5. Khan did the whole challenge-accepted thing and went off with his crew and Marla uh, to plant his space seed on the previously uninhabited planet. <laughs> Approximately 18 years later, uh, the USS Reliant attempts to land on Seti Alfi 6, only to discover that they're on Seti Alfi 5. Apparently, Seti Alfi 6 exploded shortly after Kirk sentenced Khan to exile on Seti Alpha 5, and because of the aftershocks, Khan's new planet had become virtually uninhabitable. So Khan and his remaining crew commandeer the USS Reliant, and after going through its logs, head towards the space station Regula 1, where Kirk's love child, David, is stationed. Khan sends out distress signals from the Regula 1 to trap Kirk and the Enterprise, and of course, Kirk's too smart for the great warrior soldier that the 90s could produce, and soon manages to mortally wound Khan, but not before Khan disables the Enterprise's warp drive. And Spock, knowing that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, heads into the warp drive to manually repair it. This kills his ass, and his cold, lifeless body is torpedoed into space. It's the Empire Strikes Back moment of the Star Trek Genesis trilogy. Mm. So Very nice. Yeah. That's an awesome summation. Yeah. I, I honestly Spoiler don't think alert. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Star Trek II come out? Um, uh, 84, uh, 82. 82? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there are some people that are still working their way through the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've spoiled enough Star Trek actors over the years. That <laughs> a very nice feature. Yeah, Indeed, you. that was cool. I, I have thought, because I mean, I was going to mention it when we you know go over the guest actors, <laughs> but is there, on the top of your head, can you think of any villain that had, you know, one movie, one episode, you know, had... <laughs> Generally, as limited as the amount of uh, yeah. screen time when you consider yeah. just those two things, yeah. that by name is more famous than Khan from Wrath of Khan. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean Boba Fett. Although at least now it's harder to say that, but prior to yeah. you know the Mandalorian stuff, mm -hmm. certainly he had. Boba Fett was, I feel like, the most overrated of all the Star Wars characters up until mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I've enjoyed his uh, resurgence on the yeah. Disney Plus, but. Yeah. But that said, I never understood. He's yeah, he had a cool costume, but he really wasn't yeah, all I mean, that great. Cool costume, cool ship, but yeah, you I mean, know. so Lobot. But where's his right. <laughs> fan fiction? <laughs> Who's Lobot? Uh, Billy D's sidekick. I don't know if he had the... either a cool outfit or a cool... <laughs> I mean, unless you're considering Cloud City his ship. <laughs> um, I don't think he had either of those things. But <laughs> oh, was that the guy with the little like, yeah. like thing around? His... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. He's uh, you know, I always refer to him as the uh, the rich man's Geordie LaForge. There you go. Yeah, it's on the wrong side. You wore it on the back versus the front. Yeah. It was like it was like a hair hair thing without the hair, right? Exactly. It's a telecommunications mullet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I was thinking, I don't think there's any Bond villain that is more famous than Khan. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think there's any. Like, obviously, Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars has, uh, you know, like, Vader and stuff like that, but they've had way more screen yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, multiple movies, whatever. Yeah, and so I just feel like there's no there's no villain who has had that uh, combination. Lasting you know, you one movie, impact. one episode of a TV show, and yet yeah. it's still so synonymous yeah. with the series and everything. So, I mean, he had books and stuff like that. Well, you yeah. Know, and, you know, I think the other Star Trek shows have yeah, all referenced him. Different things, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, the man had a chiseled chest. <laughs> he yeah, he deserves some props. And he did have an island. He did. For he which did he have fantasies <laughs> with, an in, with an indentured serpent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm good for you to go continue on, but good feature. All right. Uh, so the next scene takes place in Blanche's boudoir. Mm. Uh, she's trying to find something skimpier to wear, and oddly enough, having a hard time of it. Rose passes the time by telling Blanche about how, back in St. Olaf, the sexually promiscuous girls all have their front teeth removed. If that law wasn't written by a man, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> uh, Blanche tells the other Goldens that she's not sure what to do. Sophia tells her to use her brain and not her body. Uh, Blanche thinks that idea is just crazy enough to work. She heads back downstairs to see if she can outthink Lawrence Gentry. When she gets to the dining room, she finds that Mr. Gentry is just as hot to try as she is. Unfortunately, because she's given up the pleasures of the flesh during work hours, she has to decline his invitation for dinner. She tells Mr. Gentry that she purchased the hotel as a challenge to herself, and she says that if doing business without the safety net of sex is going to be the new way that people do business, she'll accept that challenge as well. She tells him that the Mecca and the Golden Palace have different clientele and that their guests will be parking at different times. Of course, if that were true, he wouldn't have had to complain in the first place. Uh, Blanche tells Mr. Gentry that she's just going to, quote, interface, unquote, their computers, and that'll allow the Golden Palace guest to park on his property, and he won't be able to say shit about it. <laughs> I did think it was a little odd that it's like, yeah, I'll give you access to our records, and you give us access to yours. That's a lot of information you're giving up in order to, to yeah, solve this parking. Competitors. Um, there was a couple lines on there that I thought were good. I, I thought it was pretty funny when she, you know, She's having the debate about trying to be sexy Blanche versus, you know, business uh, Blanche. It's a nice Freudian slip for you. Yeah. What, what did I say? Sexy Brent. Oh. <laughs> That's not Freudian at all. I put that right on Front Street. Exactly. Um. That's why you're always trying to get me to dress as snow skiing Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it in my head now. Yeah. yeah I, I like wiggle, the, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> Like she says the line, why should I use my brain when I can have these proud babies stand up for me? Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then Sophia. Yeah, I've got news for you. They're falling down on the job a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that line. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Um, and then I think Rose said, as we say in St. Olaf, men choose, uh, men don't choose toothless women. Yeah. <laughs> so, chase. Okay. Until, until like. Oh, Chase. That's yeah. right. Yeah, sorry. Until uh, last call, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was a solid. Uh, Solid scene overall. Yeah. Solid resolution to that problem. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Do you have anything? Oh, no, I think you guys covered it all. Okay, cool. Right, ready to move on? Mm -hmm, yeah. All right. So this week we're going to debut another brand new feature. And with any luck, it'll be just as popular as our other recurring segments. The plane, the plane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. Uh, so, we're <laughs> so we're calling this new feature... Heads or tails? Ah, okay. Yep. I'll be flipping a quarter ten times, and we're going to see who has better luck calling it, Alan or Ski. All right. Pay attention, folks. There are prizes on the line. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm going to go in. Um, we're just gonna, I'm going to flip it five times and let Alan call it the first five times. Makes sense. Um, if he gets it right, he gets three points. If he yeah. gets it wrong, Ski, you get a point. And then I'll do five times where you call it ski. Same right. thing. If you get it right, you'll get three points. If you get it wrong, Alan will get a point. So I get so we get one point if I or he gets one point if I get it wrong. Correct. And I get three if I get it right. Correct. Okay, just verify. Yep. All right. So um so I'm gonna just flip it five times and I mean obviously call sure. it call it in the air or whenever. Okay. All right, heads. It was tails. All right. So three to one or actually one to zero ski. Yeah. 
Heads. Heads it is. Okay. I'm beating your ass, Keith. Three to one right <laughs> That's now. That's true. <laughs> Tails. Game so the over. game's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Brent dropped the quarter. <laughs> so escaped our view. Now, is this one going to count, or are we going to just reflip? I should have counted, but I didn't look at it. Okay, tails. It. it was heads. Mm, damn. Tails. It was tails. Okay. So far, this is exactly statistically accurate. Heads. It was tails. Damn. Ski's got a pretty good chance here. All right, so Ski, <laughs> you ready to call it? I am. Heads. It was tails. Nice. Heads. It was heads. Heads. It was tails. Heads. It was tails. Oh, man. I think statistically, you can't win now. Heads. It was tails. Man, I'm so that, much better at this than you. That's so, the <laughs> final score was ten to six. Nice. Okay. That uh, strategy I had really, really <laughs> did not pay off. So, um, so Alan got first place. Yep. Okay, and so first place, your gift is a DoorDash gift card. Okay, fifty okay. percent off plus zero delivery fees on your first order. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> And pretty, ski, pretty you, sweet, Alan. Yep, mm -hmm. you get second place, and your prize is the quarter. Woohoo! He got a better deal. <laughs> you can trade amongst yourselves. I don't care. Ski, I'll sell you fifty percent off from DoorDash for twenty-five cents. <laughs> well, it just has the Door Dash Pass for some reason. So oh, okay. The, the what? Apparently, there's something called Dash Pass okay. where you pay money, regardless uh -huh. of if you use Dash DoorDash or not. And they give you like free delivery. Seems like something that a struggling person living yeah. with their parents should have. I can't tell you <laughs> how enraged that makes me on the inside. Uh -huh. When I found out that she still has it, I was uh -huh. like, what? Uh -huh. <laughs> Why are you still putting out money for this mm -hmm. when you owe? Yeah. She owes for her how, how apartment. Often do, yeah. How often do they order the DoorDash? I would assume never. But apparently, mm -hmm. it's happened at least two or three times since they've been living with us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Mm. Yeah, th she, she has a vehicle, right? They do indeed, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so they c and so even if you're getting zero delivery fee, it's, you're yeah. still paying a tip. And uh, you're also, I think DoorDash increases the price uh, for delivery. Could be now, I guess there's at least one or two places locally that don't increase the price. Mm. Yeah. But my argument to her is like, you know... You owe money to people, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it's, I don't know. You could probably make the argument that maybe the reason she's using the DoorDash is because she doesn't want to have to drive after having Liberty Cabbage for dinner. Oh, <laughs> uh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> she might be responsible yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> so. You need to give her her props. Exactly. Uh, if that if, if there was Liberty Cabbage happening in my home, I would be even more upset. <laughs> I might have to make my daughter a homeless person. I don't know what's more funny. Than Unhoused. <laughs> Unhoused? Yes. <laughs> See, we've been telling you, you have to use the correct terms. <laughs> 
trying to get him there. We are. He's got, he's got, I'm an old man. You guys got to be patient. He's got a half dozen episodes left to get him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into 2023, 2024 by then. He definitely does. Like, he can very easily slide into the grandpa thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, I'm there, dude. I am so there. Yeah, because, I mean, he definitely is like, well, that's just the way I think, and that's <laughs> the, uh, I'm too old to change. Yeah. And what's nope. funny is funny. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you're sensitive about your minority. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> so, anyways, but um, I don't know. I Let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) So the next scene is back at the volleyball court. Uh, Roland and Brad are doing well until Brad falls in the sand and hurts his ankle. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen him sprain his ankle while being chased by Blanche. Mm -hmm. It would have helped tie the stories together and reinforced to her that I would have liked to have seen a uh, compound fracture to really sell it, you know? Like the bone sticking through the Exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like it's a Steven Seagal flick or something. <laughs> uh, Roland listens to Chewie explain again that he's terrible at volleyball, uh, but that he still feels he deserves a chance to play. Roland once again gives Chewie another shot at sucking, and of course, Chewie doesn't disappoint. He costs Roland the championship title, and in a moment of frustration, Roland calls him Senior Stinky. We see a sad Chewie and hear even sadder music, and that's when we learn that this is going to be a very special episode. <laughs> Uh, the next scene takes place in the lobby, and, and the Golden Palace staff have all returned to their regular jobs. Roland apologizes to Chewie and tells him that he'll never disrespect him like that again. Blanche returns from interfacing her computer with Mr. Gentry's, and the two of them decide that they can juggle a professional relationship and a sexual one. They have their first kiss, and the studio audience reacts like Blanche is getting her first kiss on the night of her quinceanera. <laughs> uh, the mid-credits scene is Chewie playing volleyball against a blindfolded one leg tied behind his back, Roland. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen Chewie losing at volleyball to Sophia, but that's just me. Yeah, oh, that, that would have been, been solid. Yeah. Or Rose, because she was actually on the team. You just yeah. wanted to see her jump up and down again. <laughs> <laughs> she did do uh, the... Uh, did you mention that she was the... Um, Cheerleader? Cheerleader? Nah, we ran out of time because of heads or tails. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you had to prioritize. Yeah, you got to choose your battles. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. There was one part of that that I thought of uh, introducing you. It would have been too difficult for people to follow along. And they would, I think occasionally, like for the Golden Girls, um, there are probably some jokes that they say in there where I could say the joke. And even if someone hadn't just recently watched the episode, they'd be like, oh, I get the reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I did think about introducing you as one of the kids, uh-huh. um, just because there was a line near the end that said, yeah, kids can really beat a good joke to death. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, all right, well, we had a handful of guests. I will beat a good joke to death, and then three weeks later resuscitate it just so I can beat it to death again. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a cruel person to joke. <laughs> <laughs> we always hurt the ones we love. Right. <laughs> wake uh, up, wake up. All right. Well, we had a handful of guest actors that episode, of course. We'll just start right off with Ricardo Montalban. Any uh, Star Trek's in his CV? He did have a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> played Lawrence, uh, 352 titles for him, 175 as an actor. This is his only golden appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he was uh, Khan for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, as well <laughs> as. Uh, Season one episode was a twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. Twenty two of Star Trek. The adult Trek. education of the original series, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, 
He also is Mr. Rourke on 154 episodes of Fantasy Island. Mm -hmm. And then he had plenty of other little appearances, uh, Columbo, uh, Wonder Woman, Naked Gun, Mission Impossible, but it all... Spy Kids. What's that? Spy Kids. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. Play the grandpa. Would you say that at this point, though, Ricardo Montalban, he's probably better known as Khan than as uh, Fantasy Island, would you say? Oh, definitely. I mean, not the Spy Kids thing, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think... I think, yeah, I think every year new people are, like, discovering and falling in love with Star Trek 2. Nobody's discovering Fantasy Island now. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like that's something that has kind of been lost to the ages, yeah. whereas Star Trek, uh, you know, Definitely. continues on. Yeah, it's yeah, more timeless. Exactly. Now, when I, whenever I think of them, though, honestly, I, the first thing I think of is Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just because you like that's, the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You like those white suits. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that's... I think it reminds me directly of my uh, childhood growing up, and that's when we watched that Oh, you show guys watched that when you were growing up? All the time, up? yeah. It was like, we didn't have a whole lot of shows we sat and watched as a family, but mm-hmm. we always would, like, whatever lineup that night was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would end with that or whatever. Yeah. And I think Love Boat or something was on before. That's what I was going to say. Like, Fantasy Island was sort of like the Twilight Zone crossed with the Love Boat. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did notice, too, and I wonder if, if you would know this, Brent, because I... Forgot to look into it. Um, he played uh, Armando on both Escape From and Conquest of the Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen either of those. Yeah. Um, is that a monkey character or a human character? Human character. Okay. Uh, he's like a circus owner. Oh, okay. I was just thinking that you don't put Ricardo Montalban in monkey makeup. You do not. <laughs> you do not. This is Ricardo Montalban, okay. not Paul you're, Williams. You're paying for the face. Exactly. <laughs> and the chiseled chest. Yeah. <laughs> Then we had a Stephen James Carver. He played Brad, the pool guy. This was his second time appearing. It was yeah. nice that he was the pool guy the first time, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh. Brad. Yep, yeah, exactly. Because um, he didn't get paid the first time. Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, Blanche was trying to get him to, to work yeah. it off in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pay him in booty. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> then we had Joseph Cannon. He played Joseph. 104 uh-huh. titles for him. 59 as an actor. This is his only golden appearance. He did have one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as nice. a Klingon warrior. Nice. Now, you're going to notice a little theme here. So, Joseph played Joseph. Uh-huh. We had David uh, Roth, and he played David. Yeah. This is his only credit. Yeah. Brian uh, Ivy played Brian. Uh-huh. This is his only credit. Yeah. And Andrew Smith played Andrew. Yep. Now, he had two credits. Uh-huh. This one, as well as 12 episodes of uh, Bay State mm-hmm. as Sean Lawrence number 2. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. He was better as Andrew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they're like, uh, you get to play volleyball for a week. <laughs> you, yeah. don't, you don't get a name. <laughs> right. All right, well, Ski, who got your MVP for this episode? Let me pull up. I'm pretty sure I remember this, but I want to make sure. I've got it saved on my phone. Okay. Uh, I gave it to Lawrence. Oh, I just okay. thought Ricardo Montalban, you can't pass him up. It's not a bad choice. I, I debated on that one, but I did not he's give it to him. He's very swarthy. Well, I gave mine to Blanche. I thought it was a good Blanche episode. I thought that she really, you know, I guess in a way it was another bad Blanche episode, but I <laughs> thought she realized her issues fairly early on and didn't have to have other problematic things to get yeah, her to realize it. she seems to be it. learning her lessons a little faster now, yeah, at least. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she stuck with it. Like, even though she had to be convinced to stick with did it, she? she did. Well, she, <laughs> she did up into, until she got the deal done. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, true. That's so, true. Yeah. Then they're like, all right, well, we could do both, I guess. Yeah. But uh, So Brent's going to be the tiebreaker, because I'm guessing he picked one of those, too. Yeah, I'm I guessing picked, he picked Ricardo Montemont. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's one of those things that, I mean, so Ricardo Montalban, you know, like Ski said, you know, he really sold the role. But, I mean, along the same lines, kind of with what you were saying, okay, 
he shows up and he meets Blanche and suddenly, you know, he's, like I said, he's hot to trot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ready to get down or whatever. He mm-hmm. does the special, like, pull, hold her hand. Exactly, like, yeah. Like uh, handshake where he pulls her in, like. Exactly. But, he could have had her. He exactly. could have had her, Brent. But then what happens? He Blanche? backs off and he, he, he actually compliments her intelligence. Exactly. Blanche says no and he respects her decision mm-hmm. and he stops hitting on her right then and there. Yeah. So props to Ricardo and Mr. Gentry. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a bad choice at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. So did you, either of you have anything else to add prior to closing out another segment, perhaps, Brent, or anything of that nature? No, I'm out of, out of bonus features for the week. Okay. But tune in in three weeks. Oh, I've got my got favorite something line. Special. Oh, you, did we not cross over your favorite line during well, that? Well, it was right at the end. Okay, well, what is your favorite line? At the line? very end when uh, Ricardo, oh, sorry, when Lawrence and Blanche were talking about, you know, Larry. your hotel or mine, mm-hmm. right? He says, uh, quote, or it's real close to quote, to quote, maybe paraphrase, your hotel or mine, Mine, they know me at yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a solid line. Yeah. So there was another good line at the end of it. Um, well, now I have to pull it back up because I was just going to skip over it. But um, looked like you were pulling it up a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just having a little bit of an issue, but it's all good now. Okay. So. <laughs> then I saw you went back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> My belt. I have a belt on that was just hitting me the wrong way, uh-huh. and so. Um, I was trying to adjust it, and then I was like, all right, I'm just going to unbuckle this. Yeah. We're here at the table. It'll be well, fine. <laughs> the first it's time, not like someone's going to point it out, right? Right. The, like, the first time you like you went there, I was horrified. I was like, I can't believe he's doing this while recording. <laughs> and then the second time, I was impressed because your refractory period was like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, my initial time would have been like seconds, <laughs> like 30 seconds. So I feel like... As impressed as the short refractory period would be, I think that the initial longevity yeah. would have been kind of disappointing, too. Well, that's all relative. <laughs> You're like, one I can relate to, the other I can't. Exactly. One could be just you know, viewed as efficiency. Right, yeah. Especially here at the table. You need exactly. To be exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What do you think I do with so many fun facts about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just trying to... Hold back the yeah. whole time? You're just so excited. You're like, it's my episode. <laughs> I get to say what I want. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this week, it's medicinal grade Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think medicinal grade Brent is stronger than street grade Brent? <laughs> it is, it is. That's been watered down for mass consumption. Uh, <laughs> at the very least, it's more consistent. Exactly. <laughs> you get street grade Brent, you don't know what you're getting. Exactly. <laughs> so, might be cut with something else. It could know. be. So. Could be Walter White grade Brent, though. Mm. And that stuff's as pure as yeah. it's yeah. snow. That's true. Uh, Brent wouldn't know. He doesn't watch Breaking Bad. One day he will. It's the biggest blind spot in his pop culture. Uh, I bet The Sopranos is pretty high up there. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like because of the... um, I just think because of the premium wall with Uh Sopranos. I mean, granted, you know, you can get it in many ways at this point, like Mm -hmm. through home watching. But I feel like there are more people that did not watch The Sopranos than that did not watch uh, Breaking Mm -hmm. Bad. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. So... Anyways, well, if we have nothing else, then uh, to happiness, to life, to us. We do, are we going to do favorite people? And we already did. Do we do number you pick slices? Ricardo. Oh, no, oh you're do. right. We didn't. Shit. Yeah. Okay, well, then never mind. Um, 
How many slices of cheesecake did this one You should have just let him go and make him call us back next week. Though. Yeah, that would have sucked. I would have had to cut it back into the episode, which would have been a pain. But All right, how many slices of cheesecake for you, Ski? I only gave it three, and, and for one sole reason, because okay. I hated how Roland tra- uh, treated Chewie. Uh-huh. As bad as he may have sucked, I thought he like talked to him very poorly. I don't know. I feel like... Chewy deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. S- I'm sorry. Well, I also thought he was a sad sack. Yes. For no real Chewy reason. had a sense of entitlement that he was not <laughs> entitled to. Yeah. I mean, it was awful. It'd be like if Brent was like, why don't you let me play Euchre in the tournament with you? I'd be like, well, you're bad at Euchre. You're so good at other things. Why is this the well, thing? Well, why is Chewy on the team at all, though? Well, I mean, case. that's a good point. You know, Roland probably just should have told him after seeing his tryout, like, no, we're good. Yeah. Uh, you, you I didn't are see, not good you know. Andrew or David bringing a backup. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I If Chewie wasn't that terrible, let's say the Chewie was playing okay, but missed the last hit, uh-huh. like, you know, had maybe scored a point or whatever, but then he missed it and then Roland went off on him, then I could be on board with you feeling like Roland was too harsh. Mm-hmm. But where Chewie forced his way into the game and <laughs> then lost the game yeah. after all of his bitching and moaning about it, yeah, yeah, nah, he deserved it. I guess there's some credibility to that. But, no, but, but still, I stick with my three. That's fine. How about you, Brent? How many no, slices? Six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah, like I didn't think it was a super hilarious episode. But I thought it was a solid episode. I mean, at least it was something slightly different. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I enjoyed it. I gave it a five and a half. I thought it was better than average. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed, you know, the two different scenes. It's always nice to get a new uh, mm-hmm. locale you know, that we haven't really seen before. Yeah, the volleyball court was new. To us. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I did think that that part of the story was a little weak. Um, and then, of course, you know, being another Bad, bad Blanche episode, um, you know, that... It would just be nice to see more Blanche-centric episodes that weren't because she has the wrong idea about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I thought it was a good episode overall. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now <laughs> uh, I'm not even allowing any more uh, to come about. Uh, to happiness, life to us. Stay golden, Coco. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. Test. Test. I mean, I say I hear you well, and you're coming up on the machine. Happy Barra. Capybara. Yep. You know, when we go to... Hang glider. When we go to Japan, there's a capybara cafe where you get to, like, eat... Eat capybaras? Yes. Um, <laughs> so they have a couple, one or two capybaras wandering around the cafe that you can pet. You can catch them and eat them. And eat right? them, yes. It's the main... You can, only, you can only eat what you catch. Yes. Here at the capybara cafe. <laughs> yeah, these large, slow, yeah, hamster-like... They're, like, they're not quite that big. They're uh, like... I've seen some that are probably that big. Where have you seen one that's that big? At the zoo. I don't think. What kind of zoo has capybaras? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the capybaras are like. It supported my claim, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're more like. I got down at the Humane Society and they had a capybara. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It outgrew its hamster cage. (laughs) I went there to find a dog. Uh I was like, what's that giant dog? And they're like, oh, it's a capybara. Tell me more. That's another giant dog. That's a bear, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so let's see. I wonder how tall they get because uh, 
So I am curious now. Like I didn't think they were that tall. I thought I really they were. Didn't think mm-hmm. they really large, I honestly. thought their legs were a little shorter mm-hmm. than that, but now I don't know. Mm-hmm. I prefer not to discuss height. <laughs> the height of a capybara. Just in general. Oh, okay. Are you I, had, a little, little I, I had my annual physical the other day, and oh. apparently I'm I'm shrinking. And oh, have you lost a little bit? <laughs> I have, and so it's it's triggering to me. So ah. let's <laughs> let's not discuss height. Oh my gosh, did. I don't know if you have the same thoughts that I do. Um, I hope not. Uh, technically, that's not possible. All right. Okay. I don't know if you think the same thing <laughs> that I do when I. But James sent us a picture today of him at like Paula a Dean? Paula Dean restaurant or something in Missouri. Uh, <laughs> Why? I don't know. Well, Paula he, Dean cutout too. Was right? he egging it? Well, he, he was. No, he was. <laughs> he was standing next to a Paula Dean cutout, and he had these red glasses on that I. <laughs> Did you it, see it, my comment? It, yeah, I saw, if they're his glasses, then I think he may have gone to the other side sexually wise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I see this picture and I'm like, God damn, how is he the same age as us? Like, <laughs> like he's like fucking totally male pattern bald and uh-huh. on top and gray on the sides. Yeah. He, he looks like he's at least a decade. I yeah. feel like I could go out with James right now and they'd be like, oh, it's nice you and your dad are doing something uh-huh. together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has. A, Aged mm-hmm. so much worse. I mean, he's in better shape well, than I am. But if you look at the glasses up close, though, I, I did this before I said anything. It still got stickers on it. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming they weren't purchased at this stage. Yeah, probably not. But but still, I but just they've don't... been subsequently purchased. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, Have you guys been I, to a Paula Dean restaurant in your travels? I don't feel like. I've never been to one, and if I had been to one, it would have had to have been like a decade ago before. Pre- yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to a Paula Dean restaurant now. I don't care if it's good or not, but with yeah. her controversy, I wouldn't want to have that. No we Groupon went, is worth that. Yeah. <laughs> we went to one, but I don't know what year it was. Yeah, I'm sure you would, you'd go to one today. Like, I would, actually, because it, it was good. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I think you're a little less... I just got back from Chick-fil-A, so what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a little less woke than I think Brent and I are. Um, Happily so. I mean, it's weird because I think that you may be a both a better and a worse person than either of us. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Brent, and I, I think we're both more socially conscious than you are. I'll say that mm-hmm. much. Um, but I think that uh, you are a little more giving of your time and energy than either of us are. <laughs> to your own detriment, don't get me wrong, yeah. to the detriment of you and some of your closest of, uh, <laughs> you know, family and companions. But <laughs> So in that way, you're better. But on the other side, it's like you support racism. Um, Whatever. <laughs> you support it by not condemning it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with your dollar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have you guys been to the mall since they opened up the, the Popeyes in the food court? No, I don't. No, well, I, I mean, didn't. if I have been, I probably have been, but I didn't realize they opened up a Popeyes. Yeah, I have not been to the mall for quite some time. Yeah, You're talking about Greenwood Park yeah, Mall, Yeah, right? they're in the food court directly across from the Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Oh, they have, wow. And they have a nice big sign that says, we're open Sundays. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Gwen, well, we don't ever go to Chick-fil-A anymore because Gwen... Gwen won't support them with their anti. Uh, I mean, it's tough because I don't think I the current company is mm-hmm. anti-LGBTQ, whatever, but I do think their founder is. And so um, I don't know how involved. I think that it's still owned by those people. Yeah. So Profits are still flowing that direction. Yeah, and so it's like, all right, well, I'll support you in that. But, but see, that's, that, that's where you're a worse person than me and Brent because I don't <laughs> think you're anti 
uh, no, any of, of that. No, of course not. But you are willing to give your dollars to them. But I'm bad, too, because, like, I the go to universe. delicious. Well, <laughs> I don't think delicious food is enough. You I don't need, think it's delicious. I think it is. I think it's overpriced. I've yeah. never I've never been there and thought, like, that was a good value because mm-hmm. the quality of this food was so good that it was <laughs> worth paying $9 for a chicken nugget size patty. It was, it, <laughs> it was worth dying a little inside. Yeah. <laughs> Both well, figuratively and literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people that are part of the cult of Chick-fil-A that well, you are so part of. Well, so to that end, would you get on the other side? I know you and I don't drink beer, mm-hmm. but do you think that... Uh, the whole thing about Bud Light, and they wanted to sponsor, uh, they sent the, uh, the trans kind of ad, mm-hmm. and the far right went crazy over that. Yeah. Do you think, I, I see it almost as, I won't say it as a direct equivalent, but I, like, I think holding the uh, entire company accountable for the beliefs of some is almost overreaction. Does that make sense? I mean, I would say... I don't think we're on the same page with it. I would say that in the Chick-fil-A situation, I am fine with holding the entire um, company uh, accountable for their bad actions. I don't... If you feel like it's that uh, supporting someone who's part of the LG, who's part of that community, is uh, bad, then I guess you should hold the entire company. <laughs> but I think that you're the bad person <laughs> for... For going against them. Like, if you're a bar and you stop selling that beer because mm-hmm. they supported a trans person, then you're a shitty bar made of shitty people who, you know, I don't support. <laughs> so so I think that in both cases, like, yeah, I don't have any trouble. If that's where you fall belief-wise, yeah, you should hold the whole company accountable for whatever decisions are made. I think that's fair. But again, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm a hypocrite because, like, I went to Universal Studios. They have a Harry Potter land and... J.K. Rowling is the most anti-LGBT person out there, it seems. Um, Really? I mean, that's not exactly fair, but she's not the most by any means. But she has come out many times saying stuff like, you know, that's anti-trans. So, not not LGBT and trans, I should say specifically. So, but, um, yeah, she is very much on the side of things of trans women aren't women, that kind of stuff. So... Your sorting hat's determined at birth. Yeah. <laughs> say what? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you say? Here? Your sorting hat is determined at birth. <laughs> but, I mean, I still went there. I spent my money there. Joey bought a wand there. You know, like, I don't. So, I can I can get on my soapbox, but I also have to acknowledge that I'm a hypocrite, too. Well, at some point, I, I, I don't know. I, I think on one hand, let me start over, sorry. On one hand, I am uh, pro- can- canceling certain groups that are like obviously, but I think there's definitely uh, a good deal out there that has been like over dramatized in the media. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know the whole story, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon to support one side or the other. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. If, if I don't know the story and I haven't done the research, I'm not going to completely condemn someone without knowing. I don't know. I think that when it comes to food that you enjoy, mm-hmm. they could be called inward fries and be like, they're good though, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll take some of those inward fries and that F word salad because they're just delicious. What's the F word? Oh, the, the gay F word. Oh, okay. So I think you'd be just, like, yeah, I, I don't said, support those, but man, I support that I thought food. I was going to say friends. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I have 
two comments. Um, the first, I learned the other day that back during um, World War II, um, you know, sauerkraut was getting a bad name um, just because, you know, of the German association. Right. Um, so they started calling it Liberty Cabbage. <laughs> which, <laughs> which when I first read that, I was like, that's a really funny joke. And then I was like, wait, are they serious? And then I checked, and yep, that's like a legit thing. That they would <laughs> well, just, they enjoyed they, the Freedom Prize. Yeah, exactly. Prize like, so it's the uh, the antecedent for Freedom Prize was Liberty Cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that should be I would new love for you for to pop. just... <laughs> I would love for you to start <laughs> calling that. It does. For our finale, I'm going to bring in some Liberty Cabbage for us. <laughs> So, um, and then my second comment, which now seems to me is not going to be as funny, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're being too hard on yourself um, for this whole universal thing because you're consistent in other areas of your life, such as your support for like, you know, the 1% in management. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, um, you know I, I saw, you know, poor Mr. Ursay the other day who was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting uh, a bad rap. And I was like, man, Alan was right about that man. He is a <laughs> saint, and he deserves all the money hey, we can give him. I've never said good things about her, say. Uh, did, you, did you hear about that? I guess not. Oh, yeah. Well, he was uh, interviewed recently, and he said that uh, the whole, do you remember, it's probably been 10 years ago now, uh, where he got pulled over and arrested for um, driving under the influence. Oh, he's gotten in trouble for that yeah. several times, hasn't he? Yeah, and this was... I think he's gotten... He's uh, been in rehab 15 times. 15? Yeah. Yes. Well, and he saw that in this interview, this very, like, I mean, again, this is in the last week, Yeah. said in this interview that he was targeted because he's a rich white billionaire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so sorry for you, <laughs> yeah. sir. And so, the, like, basically the Carmel police target him because of his status. Yes, because yeah. Carmel police hate the riches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure uh, the George Floyds of the world out there feel real bad for him. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it is, he has just these oddball things where you think, there's part of me. I love the Colts. I, I support them. I enjoy watching them. But I'll be kind of happy when Jim, Jim say shuffles off this mortal <laughs> coil and his daughter or whoever it is takes over. It's just somebody who just shut the fuck up and not be in the public scene. Right. And moves the team to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably so. But um, I would not support the Colts if they move. I'll say that much. Like, oh, yeah. I, I won't be one of those people I'll still wear my Indianapolis Colts stuff, uh -huh. perhaps. I'm not going to go out and burn my shit. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm uh, a fan of the Oakland Colts. Yeah, like, I'm a How fan of the Indiana teams. You pay in gotcha. Indiana, I support you. Gotcha. Let your Purdue. Gotcha. So. <laughs> like, so on a scale of 1 to 10, like... Like, I don't even know how you do it, but I guess like 10 being overjoyed, you know, and mm -hmm. one being suicidal. Okay. okay. Where would you be if the Colts, you know, left town in the middle of the night the way they did for Baltimore, from Baltimore? Okay, so one is suicidal. I certainly wouldn't be down there, and yeah. I wouldn't be happy about it at yeah. all. So I'd be on the lower five. Um, I'd probably say it'd be like a three. Like a three? Yeah, like if five, okay. five or six, you assume that would be like five is like, <laughs> You know, indifferent. Loss of a yeah, child. five or six would be indifferent. Yep. So yeah. I'd say four would be disappointed. Three would be like legitimately sad. And okay. then like below that, you'd be getting into the really, gotcha. you know, harsher, gotcha. yeah, like depressed or suicidal, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So 
same question, okay. same scale, okay. same scenario. Okay. But this time, they rip up and take the Peyton Manning statue with them. Um, I mean, it honestly wouldn't change. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Don't be wrong, I love it. Like, you can't have anything nice anymore, Indianapolis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they take the name, like, the uh, hospital has to change their name and all exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like, any record exactly. of Exactly. But they're going to be like, you know, we're not dicks, so here's a Confederate statue for its place. Ah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like... It's a one-for-one swap. <laughs> like, we're not going to oh, be dicks. Here's a, here's a Jeff George statue in its place. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'd be disappointed. I guess I'd be, honestly, that aspect of it, I'd be indifferent about, you okay. know. Because, yeah, the, the, the statue wouldn't mean anything to me. Yeah, like, I don't go and revere the statue. Like, mm. yeah, Peyton Man was a great player. I'm glad he played for the Colts. It was fun to watch, more fun to watch the Colts when he was playing for mm-hmm. us. But then, you know, I would say I have more of an allegiance to Reggie Miller as far as local sports people go than... Peyton Manning because he played his whole career here Mm -hmm. and Manning it's not I don't blame Manning for leaving I mean he got shoved out the door because of his injury and then them having the number one pick but so I don't have I don't hold any ill will towards him but I don't feel the same you know loyalty yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um, yeah his second ring was not here (laughs) yeah exactly he did have two Super Bowls here but Mm -hmm. yeah he was a great player for us um, and I'm glad that uh, I was interested in football during the time that he was playing mm-hmm. but yeah I, at this point i don't have any you know i think he's yeah. fun to watch on tv because yeah. i think he's funny yeah, uh, but if he was boring i wouldn't be like oh that guy was a cult yeah, i'd be yeah, like yeah, yeah get back. <laughs> just yeah. like jim ursay i'm yeah. not like hey yeah, <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, how would you feel because you're uh oh, um... anti you're at least anti-taxpayer dollars and probably yeah, different exactly. towards the team itself so how would you feel if that happened i guess it depends on if they're like okay so now we're gonna go ahead and um lower everybody's taxes because we no longer have to subsidize this i would be like Mm woohoo but if they're like now we're gonna go and keep the taxes the same then i would just be furious and angry (laughs) it's like now what are we paying for we were sold a bill of goods we got to find another team. we got to put that money towards uh, exploration. Okay, so on that 1 to 10 scale, now we won't say suicidal. We'll say 1 for you is more like a violently enraged. Okay, mm-hmm. so more of an anger scale than a sadness yeah. scale, whereas 10 is still overjoyed. Yeah. If they were going to keep the taxes the same and that tax dollars was going to go so they could move Lucas Oil Stadium brick by brick to <laughs> the new town. Exactly, because <laughs> they don't want to increase their taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> They somehow finagled a weird contract right, yeah. Yeah. where the stadium was all theirs. Yeah. <laughs> but it was only going to take us like seven years of that tax, and then they would reevaluate it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> only seven more years yeah. of no benefit. Yeah. So. Um, what was it? There was something the other day I was going to tell you guys, and that reminded me, and then I lost it again, so hopefully it'll come back. Because <laughs> was, was it Marvel-related? No, nah, it wasn't. Um you said the other day, I didn't know if it was like after the movie or something. No, no, I was just out, you know, living my life and like, oh. <laughs> as you do. As I do, yes. As I do in between recording sessions. I like to <laughs> live a little, love a little, pray a little, <laughs> laugh a little. <laughs> Eat a little, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so. Let I your just, poor heart ache a little. <laughs> exactly. I just realized how awesome the uh, 
color scheme is for your uh, outfit for Halloween time. Yeah, you know, actually, because um, there's a little orange in my windbreaker as well. Mm-hmm. And I asked Helena before I left the house earlier, I was, is this too much orange? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, but I think it's funny that you asked. <laughs> 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 I didn't follow up as far as funny ha-ha or funny. <laughs> and she's like, and those lopers are looking a little light as well. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, well, see, when I saw, so Ski looks at it and sees Halloween, I see the orange and black, I'm like, oh, that's cool, because that's like the Bengals colors. And oh, that's Cincinnati true, team, that's so. true, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but it works on both levels. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, and the Beast, uh, the Halloween part for that also, yeah. but it also yeah. works for a Bengals. Yeah. So, wow, it's just a multi-purpose shirt there, Brent. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's very nice. Good purchase, or good purchase for Helena, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed after it. I put this on that I've got the green and the red. Yeah. Christmas. Oh. Yeah, very nice. Just like yours, Alan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think. So we are doing 16, 17, and 18 tonight, correct? Correct. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so I'm thinking, so next week I think is episode 12 or 13 for us. Let me but, double check to see. So one of these that we're recording tonight drops on Christmas Day, right? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is I it? thought it was this current one. Let's see. So, because I thought you told us the other day we have enough through the 18th. That sounds right to me. Um, I, I'm 90% sure that you're right, but I, I will double check and just make sure that that I'm you know just be 100% correct. I guess we've yet to be 100% on this <laughs> podcast. I don't know why you're starting in the home stretch. Right. <laughs> Fair. Well, so 11 just, just, just came. pick a date, and then if we're wrong, somebody gets a sticker. Right. <laughs> So 11 just came out on Monday, so 12 comes out on Monday, 13, 14, yep, so the first one, so 16 is debuting on Christmas Day, Yeah. and then 17 is debuting on New Year's Day. Very nice. Throw a little something in there for this. Well, in order for us to be just like our listeners, I have Christmas cookies for us. Oh, okay. Well, are you going to do that now, or do you want to wait until we start the episode? To announce it? Oh, I guess I'll wait for the announcement. I don't know. I thought we started. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't. we haven't kicked it off, really, officially. Oh, okay. So. That's fine. I'm ready to kick off when you guys are. Okay. Well, I, I will start whenever you're ready. I don't want to plan on kicking anything. Mm. I'm, I'm anti-violence. <laughs> okay. I'll show my violence with my purchases, Alan. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> you're anti-violence unless there's good food involved. <laughs> He's like, I'll show my violence in the sack. <laughs> All right. um. Each throne. There's no sex in my violence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes it worse somehow. (laughs) (laughs) You're violent in the sack, but you don't climax. (laughs) (laughs) I take no pleasure in this. Which is the motto of this podcast. Right. (laughs) Why did you make me do it? Uh, Truer words. Right. (laughs) All right. You ready now, Ski? I think so. All right.